Welcome to From Story to Impact. I'm Steve Gallegos, your host. This is where we talk about the stories of our lives. And I thank you for giving us your time and attention today to the official show of the Voices of Impact Awards. And as we've described before, this event was created to celebrate the voices that inspire humanity. When we talk about voices, we're referring to your voice, because we know you've had struggles, you've had challenges, and you've also had some joyful, epic experiences from which you've learned valuable lessons. And it is these lessons that can help and guide others to do better and be better in their personal lives, in their careers, in their businesses, in every one of their endeavors. It happens that we all have a favorite story. Yours may be from your childhood, or it could be a story that you heard yesterday. We have stories that inspire us, that motivate us, stories that make us laugh and cry, and even stories that make us dance and sing and to create new companies and bring much-needed solutions to the world. Stories are what connect us to one another. It's how we relate to one another. Stories allow us to give meaning to our past, they provide us a framework for the present, and they allow us to envision the future. And so to honor and celebrate you, we created an awards show where you can share your inspiring story with the world and to be recognized for your contributions. The great thing about this is you don't need to be a celebrity, a social media influencer, or even a published author. You don't need any special credentials, money, or even the right connections. You only need the courage to step up and share your story with the world, even if you've never spoken on stage before. We will train you, we will mentor you, and we will equip you to write, speak, and share your heroic story. And you know what? Making it to the awards finals certainly would be exciting for you because you get a chance to win $20,000 and other great prizes. But what's even more exciting is that the person you will become by simply participating in the awards program will allow you to go back to your family, your home, your school, your workplace, and just be in an elevated place where other people are going to go, have you done something different? And that's what we're all after. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a finalist to win $20,000 cash and a book publishing deal from Morgan James Publishing, simply go to VOI Awards, that's V as in Victor, voiawards.com, and register to become one of our storytellers, like our guest, our studio guest today, Elle Snyder. She's a student at Universe, Colorado University, Boulder, and I love it because I live here in Denver, and so I know where Boulder is. It's just a beautiful, beautiful community, and it's a great school. But Elle is not just any student. She is also a brain health expert. That's right. She hasn't even graduated yet. She earned her certifications through the Amen Clinic's professional brain health program. Elle is deeply focused and passionate about brain health and specifically to ensure that today's young adults become aware of the importance of taking care of their brains along with the simple steps that they can take to maintain vibrant and healthy brains throughout their lives. Now, this is really cool because when I was Elle's age, I knew nothing about brain health. The only thing, and I'm sure many of you can relate, the only thing we were concerned about at the time is how to kill a few brain cells, right? Going out and partying on the weekends and spring breaking and vacationing and those kinds of things. And even at the end of the day, you know, where we were going to go party. Elle's not that way. However, not satisfied with just having a mere certification in brain health, Elle has taken her training 10 steps forward. And she founded at the University of Colorado Boulder, 
the Buff Brain Gym, which is a student-run organization where students can learn more about their own brains through the resources made available in partnership with the Amen Clinics. And this is also a space where students can share their own brain health stories via the site's blog and the uh, student-run podcast. Now, quite interesting, this is the first resource of its kind at the university level in the country. And it is also a model that is being looked at and duplicated by other universities around the nation. So it's really exciting because our studio guest today created that. Before I bring her on stage, I need to let you know also that Elle is a world traveler. She's keenly interested in learning about new cultures and meeting new people from those societies because she knows that to do so helps her learn about herself and she is able to become more in tune about who she really is and what she wants to experience in life. In this interview, Elle is going to share with us a little bit of her personal story, which starts by being diagnosed with a mystery illness and then being medically misdiagnosed and mistreated to finally uh, her discovering her own solution through the brain health uh, process. And it's really exciting. She's also a participant in the Voices of Impact Awards, which of course is open to all university students. And man, oh man, our judges are going to have a super difficult time choosing the winner of the Student Impact Award because this young lady right here certainly could take it home. So Elle Snyder, welcome to the studio. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on today. It's so great to be able to share my story. I think it's so impactful for students to to share their stories. So I'm excited to kind of lead the way and, and share mine. Well, that's exciting that you say that. And it's our privilege to have you on, number one, to meet someone like you who at such a young age you're at a sophomore junior at the college at the university right now sophomore sophomore look at that so you're just barely into it right you're halfway through your studies and you've completed the uh, professional certification course through the daniel amen that's a-m-e-n for those of you uh watching uh daniel amen clinics who is one of the pioneers in brain health and brain health studies and and brain brain repair, brain damage repair, brain injury repair. It's just so wonderful to have you, Elle, here. Um, thank you for making the time to appear. I know that you've got a lot going on with your studies and with the Buff Brain Gym and those kinds of things. So tell me, um, how did you get to the point of discovering that you were even interested in not just the brain, but brain health? Yeah, so whenever I was in high school, I had been really interested and fascinated by the mental health world in general um, from the time I was young. And um, so by the time I got to high school, I um, really wanted to uh, bring more education and awareness to mental health. And so I created a wellness committee um, in my high school. I was the founder and president of, of that. And then I went on to um, end up winning the um, Mental Health Leadership Award from NAMI PA in 2020 and um, just did a ton of, um, took on a ton of like leadership roles in the mental health world all through high school. But something to me always felt a little bit off about the way that we treat and diagnose mental health. And I always like wanted to get to the bottom of it. And I mean, that was even my initiative in high school when I was running that wellness committee was 
really to spread education and to educate myself in order to better educate others. But it wasn't until I really found what I was, what I had always felt like was missing from the mental health world until last year when I went through my own mental health struggles that lead me or led me to um, learning about brain health um, rather than just learning about mental health because uh, the conversation as I learned is really in need of being switched. And I I found that out when last year, um, as you mentioned, um, I got really, really sick physically and mentally. Wonderful. Hang on. I I know that you're going to move into that right now, but I want to interrupt you here because what you said is just like mind-blowing, just awesome. You're in high school and you created a wellness committee. I mean, what high school students do that, right? So I have to... What I want to find out, L, is was it something you read, someone you met and spoke to, something that you encountered, something that you experienced? What was it in high school that put in your mind that, you know what, this is something that not only interests me, but something that I want to pursue? What was that trigger? So it was a combination of a few things. Uh, Whenever I was a freshman, I really was struggling with my own mental health in high school. And then the summer going. Is this because of bullying or, you know, body issues or what what was that true? A lot. (laughs) A lot of things. Okay. Yeah. I was, you know, getting, being a freshman in high school, it's a, like, like being a freshman in college, both are just like a really tough transition. And friend wise, I was confused. I was confused about who I was, who I was supposed to be. And, you know, it was a big combination of a lot of things, insecurities, Mm -hmm. just growing up and um, getting into high school and so much change uh, being made in my life, it was just uh, overwhelming. And I was really trying to find like who I really was and who I wanted to be um, and what my position was in high school and what, you know, so so there was a whole lot of things in high school, but yeah, I was really struggling a lot my first year with my own mental health, with grades, with my relationships. And then I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica that summer going into my sophomore year. And I saw such a difference in the mindset and the perspective of these kids who I naively went into the trip thinking, you know, I'm going to be this light in these kids' lives who have so much less than me. I'm so fortunate to, you know, be able to help people and, and bring this change to their lives. And that was so incorrect for me to have thought that way. Now, looking back, they changed my life in a lot more ways than I could have ever changed theirs. And that's because their mindset, their lifestyle, everything was their gratitude, their appreciation for life in general was, you know, something like I took for granted a lot of the time, like their appreciation for the small things in life was something that I realized was what much more important for me to be thinking about. And I think that like, funny enough, like now thinking about brain health and like everything that I teach in college, it relates so much because 
of how much I'm learning about like lifestyle and gratitude and uh, your mindset and how it connects to your brain health and can like seriously change your life. But that was like the first glimpse of that that I'd seen because it's such like a common misconception that you're going to go to a country like that and, you know, be this savior. But really, like I was the one who needed to be saved and, and showed a lot of these things that that those kids showed me that trip. Elle, what a what a beautiful, I'm going to interrupt you here again, because okay. I just need to dive into this a little bit, but just what a beautiful awareness and awakening for you. And I love what you said about you recognizing that you're the one that needed to be quote unquote saved and that your participating in this mission was probably more for you than it was for the kids that uh, you went there to serve, although I'm sure that if we went and interviewed those kids or even talked to them, they'd say, oh, yeah, you know, we learned so much and we truly enjoyed the gift that Elle brought us, right? So don't diminish what you did, but it certainly highlights, you know, the society or the environment that you grew up in, which is much different than what I grew up in, much different than what your parents grew up in. We didn't grow up in the social media world where everything that was presented to us and everything that we're confronting on a daily basis in terms of our looks, our appearance, our successes, our failures, our journeys is on full display for the world to see. You grew up in that environment. And so I'm sure that's part of what added to your challenge and struggle in your confusion about who you are, where you belong, where do you fit in, what you want to do, and all the questions that you were asking, which is important for you to ask, right? And so I'm, I'm glad that you asked those questions. I'm glad that you went on that search early on and not wait until you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and then reach this, what we call midlife crisis. I always say I teach my clients and my audiences that you should have your midlife crisis when you're 18, 19, and 20 much like you were having, because that's when you start asking those questions. You know, who am I? Where do I belong? What's my purpose? Whereas many people from my generation and other generations, we just went to work, we went to school, we went to work, and we launched into these careers, not thinking much about the future until we're 30, 40, 50 years old, and then we're dissatisfied. And then we start asking the questions that you're asking yourself now and that you started asking yourself in high school. So what a beautiful way for you to make that leap and, and to just have that awareness of, oh my gosh, I'm here to help these kids, but yet I need so much myself and that you were able to tap into the joy and the gratitude and the just the mindset that they were having of not having what you had you know, here in the United States. A lot of people think that Costa Rica is a third world country. It's really not. Maybe they're not as advanced when it comes to technology and infrastructure, but in their human development and their personal growth, they're probably a lot more advanced than our society is simply because they've learned to do more with less, right? They've learned to keep up with less. They've learned to uh, survive in many ways that we haven't because we haven't been, you know, presented with the things that they've been presented by and not just in Costa Rica, in other countries as well. So what a beautiful thing. How long were you in Costa Rica? Um, it was a little over two weeks. So two it weeks. Long, okay. but, but wasn't long at all. Now, was this a, a church sponsored mission trip? No, no, it was through Global Leadership Adventures. Um, I went on a few trips. Um, okay. But, um, it was uh, definitely a 
one of my favorite things to do in the summer. Got it. Very good. Because uh, Alethea and I used to live in Costa Rica. We lived in, um, I don't know if you're familiar with a town called Atenas, which means Athens. Yeah. And it's uh, outside of San Jose. We just fell in love with the community and the people. And anyway, we learned a lot while there too, also about being grateful and, and just having so much, right? For sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, okay. So you have this awakening while you're in Costa Rica and you come back with a fresh new mindset and an and awareness of your own journey, right? And the things that you needed to do to start processing and healing the emotions that you were experiencing. What was the next step in your journey? So then I got back to high school and it was like all these signs were being thrown at me that like I needed to do something about this idea that kept spinning in my head about like the mindset that we have and this like I I kept calling it like this robotic process that we have in America where it's like you go to high school, you get the grades, you go to college, you get the job. And then it's like such a lack of purpose or gratitude for the small things in life. And, and I really wanted to try to like slow things down for people and, and expand their, their minds to like this different appreciative way of thinking. And so that kept spinning in my mind. And then I, was supposed to be doing this project, making a difference somehow for my, I was in the international bachelorette program in high school. And so I had to make a project um, to make some sort of a difference with that. And um, yeah, I just, I had been hearing so many mental health stories for the first time, realized that I knew so little about the topic, realized like that it's never being taught in schools and like we have a physical health class. So why wouldn't we have a mental health class? It just didn't make sense to me. And I was like mad almost that (laughs) I, I didn't know enough about the topic. And so I really just like wanted to through through that project, make a difference in spreading education and awareness. And um, I worked really closely with my vice principal, my high school for a while. And he was so like excited and fascinated by um, what I wanted to do. And so with, with his help, we created that wellness committee and yeah, went from there. So that was really exciting. I love what you said that I was mad because uh, I believe that, you know, sometimes it takes for us to get to that point of what the heck is going on here? Um, who's in charge here, right? And to get mad because if, if if we don't get to that point, and I'm not talking about angry where you become violent and, you know, start doing things in the wrong way, but mad. I know that you mean you were just so frustrated of the lack of resources, the lack of education, the lack of opportunities for you to learn and and move through this topic that you decide, okay, well, if it doesn't exist or if it's going to be, it's up to me, right? And so you took it upon yourself to create this as a project. Very good. And so you have the support of the school administration. That is just fascinating. Do you have siblings, brothers and sisters? Yeah, I do. I, oh my gosh, I love my siblings to death. They're my best friends. How many? I have an older sister. It's also in college. And then I have a younger sister and a younger brother. So there's four of us. How great. And what is the age difference? So my older sister's two years older than me. My younger sister's two years younger. And my little brother is 13. 13. Very good. So I would imagine then that as you're in high school, right, uh, you've got an older sister and a younger sister. 
were they interested or curious in what you were doing? Yeah, my entire family is a mm. big wellness family, okay. big mental health family. So this is, you know, this is a big part of my whole family's life. Wonderful. Now, is this because of you or were they that way before? They were that way before. My parents have always, like, I'm so lucky and fortunate to have been raised the way I was because my parents have always been really interested in all of this stuff and, you know, taught me to communicate all of this stuff and, and really supported me throughout um, high school when I was taking on all these initiatives. I feel like I ran this with my mom in high school mm. uh, because she was just so into it. And even today, my mom calls me every morning and she's like, what are you oh, doing wonderful. today with all the mental health stuff? Fill me in, fill me in. And they're the like first people I go to for advice when I'm making any decisions in the mental health world. So how wonderful that you have that support. So congratulations to your parents and a big thank you for their support to you because uh, on behalf of me, you know, my family and the Voices of Impact Awards, because what you're doing, Al, is um, you're changing the future. You're changing the landscape for not just students, but also adults, even like me, who need to become more aware about brain health and brain studies and the importance of it. I mean, we've always known that our brains are important, right? It's like our heart. But like you said, we take so many things for granted, including our own mental health. Um, we're ashamed to talk. We're embarrassed to talk about issues or problems. And uh, especially in my generation, right, your parents' generation, you grew up, thankfully, in a social media world that at least in part has created a platform for many users to share, to voice their opinions, their anger, their frustrations, which is part of the process, right? A lot of people do it in a negative way by just going out and criticizing and complaining and, you know, again, not necessarily productive, but then there are others that do so in a productive fashion so that it not only helps their own mental health, but also uh, creates a safe space for others to say, well, you know what, if, if Elle can go and share her story and I can relate to what she went through, then maybe it's time for me to step up and, and share my own story. So what a beautiful thing. So congratulations to you, your siblings, and your parents for just uh, creating such an awesome space and environment for you to flourish in this area and to your administrators as well. And uh, we're not done. Okay, so you get to the point of your in the aiming clinic program at what point did you decide that you know what we need to do something for the university so it wasn't really i started the my journey in amen university um, working to get certified as a brain health professional once i went through everything i went through in my own uh, mental health story and I knew after like my journey and then seeing my close friend's journey in mental health that I wanted to make Buff Brain Gym. And um, it wasn't until I decided I wanted to make Buff Brain Gym that I had enrolled in that course. So it was kind of like a consecutive thing. It wasn't really like, oh, I'm loving this material. I want to teach it. It was more so like I'm going to do everything I can to make Buff Brain Gym as amazing as it can be. So in that, I will be, you know, enrolling in this course to educate myself too. Um, got it. Got it. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Well then, with that as a segue, this is a perfect spot for you to share your incredible story with us. So tell us, how did that get started? 
Yeah. So last year, around this exact time, I got really, really sick mentally and physically. Um, I was hardly leaving my bed and unless it was hospital visits or doctor's visits. And I had never been in such a low place physically or mentally, really. Um, and doctors, um, I had a skin disease that was going on and doctors didn't quite know what it was. And, um, they were, you know, misdiagnosing and uh, giving me all these medications that they, um, felt like could work for me, but nothing really worked for a good two, three months until, um, my family finally was like, you know what, we need to change something because what's, what we're going through right now, it's clearly not helping. Your mental health is getting worse. Your physical health is not improving. Uh, Like some things are getting better and then some things are getting worse. And these medications are really affecting you. You're not you anymore. Like my family like truly was like, you're not L anymore. And so we looked into other options and we found a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Will Cole, and we decided to give it a try. Uh, functional medicine, if anybody doesn't know, is just uh, avoiding the meta- typical medicine route and really trying to get to the root of your uh, problems, which I thought was such a unique and interesting approach. I'd never really heard about it much before, but when I heard about you know, what this approach was getting to the root of the problems. It was like, wait, that's so interesting. I've never heard of it like that before, but it's so common for doctors in the mental and physical health world to have these knee jerk reactions where you're like, oh, you know, you have eczema um, based off of your symptoms. So we're going to prescribe you this medication and this is your treatment. You have psoriasis we're going to prescribe you this. This is your treatment. Um, you know, you have depression, you have anxiety. It's the same thing rather than really stopping and asking, why do you have depression? Why do you have psoriasis? Why do you have eczema? Why do you have anxiety? Um, and getting to the root of those problems. And so that was something that like spun through my head from the second I learned about functional medicine all the way up until this year when I really was able to find out more about it. But Um, yeah, I started, um, going to this functional medicine doctor, Dr. Will Cole, and he ended up finding out for me that I uh, did not have an, just another unknown skin disorder. I actually had mold poisoning and crazy high cortisol levels, hormonal issues, uh, and the list goes on and on and on because it's things that you don't think about. You don't think about your thyroid being the cause of your problems for a lot of things. You don't think about these vitamin levels that most people aren't going to, or most doctors aren't going to talk to you about whenever you have a skin disorder, assumingly. And uh, so that was really like, mind opening for me to hear, oh my goodness, like this is what's going on inside my body. And this is what's, you know, going on with me. And this is the root for why what's happening is happening to me. And 
just about a month into um, using his methods, which were changing my diet and changing supplementing, changing my lifestyle a lot. And um, my mental health improved and my physical health improved in just a month. And all of a sudden I was like this brand new person. And in fact, I was feeling better than I had in a really long time. And obviously things you know, take longer than just a month. It was just crazy how fast I, I got to such a great point. But now today, looking a year uh, since then, I cannot believe um, how how much my quality of life has improved, how much my mental health has improved, how much my physical health has improved. And I say mental health and physical health because that's how society recognizes it. But truly, it's just health and separating those two things. Um, I hate to do because um, it just stigmatizes mental health further and changes it into this whole other category, whereas it really should just be looked up looked at as one, you know, when your physical health is bad, your mental health is going to plummet. When your mental health is bad, your physical health is going to plummet. So it's all really just one thing. It's just your health. Wow. What, what a journey. And um, just kudos to you and your family, Elle, for wanting to keep exploring the options because so many people are so reliant on traditional medicine and practitioners. And not that the people themselves that are in that arena are bad, but it's, it's an institution. It's, it's a, it, you know, it's a arena that has been created where the doctors themselves are hampered by the insurance company protocols that says, well, you can, you can only spend so much time with this patient and you can only, once you diagnose them, then, you know, you can only do this. You can't order further testing and those kinds of things. And so over time are, and I'm not a doctor, Right. But I do play one on TV from time to time. But I think that a lot of people are becoming aware that Western medicine is not all that is cracked up to be, you know, giving you medication for something just to say, okay, I'll here take these aspirin and you'll hopefully call me in the morning. Right. And let me know how you feel. That's essentially what they're doing. They weren't really getting to the root of it. And I don't know, I would just love to speak to some of the doctors and say, what are you guys thinking when you hear a story like Elle's? Are you thinking, hmm, maybe I should go back to school and learn how to diagnose the the root and the, and the source of these problems? I don't know. It's it's another conversation that, that can be had and needs to be had, uh, right, with the, um, with the medical community. But here you are, it was all as a result of mold poisonings, right? So you were somewhere along the way exposed to this toxic environmental substance that was in the air, no doubt, right? Mold poisoning as a result of, uh, you know, moisture in the walls or the carpet or whatever, right? Or even just floating around in the air that's affected you negatively, which then results in skin disorders and all those kinds of things. And then coupled with the medications that you were being given to depress your, your system even more, so your body's not being allowed to function the way it's supposed to, right? Because as you know, bodies can can heal themselves. And so you went through this protocol, you found this drastic, not instant, but drastic change in your outlook, in your mindset, in your energy, in your attitude, in your just your whole being. And now you're excited. You're excited about life again. And so you found uh, that there's other students that are going through the same or similar situations, right? Yeah. So I throughout the summer was 
this was going through my head and I was like, I know I want to do something next year when I get back to school. I know I need to make some sort of a change, but this summer, like my priority is figuring out what that change could be because, you know, I've always been like, I led that wellness committee in high school and I was, you know, thinking in college, like I need to find this purpose again in college and I need to use what I, what I know, like from my experience to create something awesome, whatever. And then in the summer, my, best friend from home back where I live in in Pennsylvania she was struggling with her own mental health and you know she's always been somebody that I look up to she you know pushes me because she's so driven herself and hardworking and you know top of our class and um, just an all-around amazing human and she was really struggling and that was so um like I couldn't even process that because of, you know, how much I had looked up to her uh, and I still do. Then she or a lot of medical professionals, mental health professionals were diagnosing her with bipolar disorder at the time, just solely based off of her symptom clusters, which, you know, may have presented like it was bipolar disorder. But, you know, she came to me for, for my advice on, you know, how to get help after a few months of struggling and my advice to her was, um, you know, let's, let's keep looking, let's find somebody that we're really going to trust to, you know, get to the root of your problems and, um, you know, help you heal in a more effective way. Cause the last thing I want is, you know, a story like, um, me struggling for a few months, going through these more typical approaches to happen to somebody that I loved and cared about so much. And when we were uh, doing research on um, how she could get help, we ended up finding the Amen Clinics. And that was the first time it was like I started reading about them. I, I watched a few videos and light bulbs and clicks and everything was going off in my brain and I was so excited and I I was just like this is what has been missing for however many years um in this is what I felt like in high school was so off about you know the education that I wanted to give to students um this is what's been missing and uh, that this that I'm referring to is um when Dr. Amen was back in medical school, he was thinking to himself, you know, every other medical specialty looks at the organ that they treat. Why are we as uh, psychiatrists only trained to diagnose based solely by symptom clusters rather than looking at the brain, looking at the organ we treat? It's crazy because I mean, if you think about it, if you go to the doctor and they, um, you have heart disease or cancer and you go in and they tell you, uh, you know, you know, based off of your symptom clusters, we are going to assume that you have this or that you'd think they were crazy. Whereas if, you know, you went in and, and they were like, we're going to look at your organ and we're going to, you know, see it up front, see face to face, like what's really going on um, behind the scenes so that we know how to treat you. And it's not this game of uh, assumption. Um, and that's, the huge thing that's missing from the mental health community right now and in diagnosis and treatment options is that um, 
we're not looking at the organ um, when we're making these diagnoses. I mean, one fact that stuck with me when I was first learning about the Amen Clinics was that 80% of their psychiatrists realized that their diagnoses were different after using spec scans and their their approach at the Amen Clinics than from using current diagnostic methods. And that's with their current trained um, professionals which means in the outside world, that percentage is likely even higher than 80% that were misdiagnosing and mistreating. And for me, it was like learning about this was, first of all, that same feeling of just being mad, like we need to, to start educating ourselves on, on some new methods for treating mental health clearly because what we're doing now is not working if 80% of us don't even know what our true diagnosis is. And, um, and then also seeing my friend um, undergo treatment um, at the Amen Clinics, she ended up finding out that her diagnosis was not actually bipolar disorder. It was PTSD, depression, and ADHD. And um, fast forward two months since she's been treating or treated um, two months um, or around today, um, I cannot believe the difference that I've seen in my friend and the place that she's gotten to in her mental health journey is a place that most people try to work their entire lives getting to only to fail. And so obviously it would, you know, have been, it would have felt wrong for me not to, to share this and to, um, you know, share uh, what exactly my friend has done in order to get to the place that she has and, and using these more innovative treatment options. And, and even if you can't afford a spec scan or whatnot, just um, finding out about your brain through all of the Amen Clinic's research and, and through all of today's mental health, top mental health prof- brain professionals learning about all of their new methods because there's so much new research coming out and we don't know about any of it. And so I thought, you know, the first step in this whole thing is really to get the youth educated because right now, yes, like uh, today's leading brain health professionals are, um, have this whole circle and are, um, are communicating all these incredible uh, methodologies. uh, But their, their audience is primarily the older generations. And I, as a student, being as fortunate as I am to have ran into this information and, and gotten to know about a lot of this, was feeling like, you know what, we're, as students, we're being robbed from this. We need to bring this down to the student level and introduce all of this education and this research to students primarily because that this is our future like we're the future generations and and in your mental health it gets passed down to your kids and your kids kids and it's up to us to to change um to make change in our brain health for for our kids and our kids kids and and all the future generations to come so i love that is just so incredible not only is your story just amazing, right? But the fact that you were able to help and guide your friend and and for the listening audience, I have to share with you that Elle is not suggesting that 
She has the answers. She's not a licensed uh, physician or medical professional at all, but she is becoming an expert in brain health. And so she knows what she's talking about. However, don't take anything that she says or I say as gospel. Go do your own research, just like she did, just like her friend did, and go and talk to the people that are on the cutting edge of this technology. And this isn't a commercial for the Daniel Amen Clinics. I happen to know a lot about his research and his his programs and his conclusions, and I personally adopt much of what he's saying, but that's because I went and researched, right? I didn't just take somebody's word for it. So we want to encourage you that if you're experiencing any kind of mental health, any kind of physical condition where you're not getting the results that you want from your doctor, I'm not saying your doctor's doing a bad job or anything like that. I'm not qualified to do that. But this is perhaps a, an open door for you to go out and do some more research and analysis to see if perhaps there's other information that you want to learn about, to see if there's any other research, to see if there's any other methodologies that could uh, be of assistance to you. But please go out and do your research, right? Just like Elle did, just like Elle's friend did, and just like many of the students that Elle is associated with that are discovering that, oh my goodness, I can heal myself or I can assist my body heal itself by just making these changes in lifestyle, making these changes in my nutrition, in my diet, and in my uh, exercise, and even breathing, right? Even breathing is, is um, there's, a, there's a way to breathe that oxygenates your brain, whereas most of us were, live in such a shallow world, and so we learned to shallow breathe, which doesn't oxygenate our body, and that really affects us in, in the long term. So please, don't listen to what Elle is saying and saying, oh, she thinks she's this or that or the other. That's not what she's saying at all. And so I don't want anybody to walk away from this mistakenly concluding that she's doing anything other than suggesting that we go out and do our own research, right? And, and make our own conclusions. So Elle, thank you so much for that. And, and thank you for not stopping because a lot of people stop at I've got a problem. I fixed it. I'm done. I'm going on with my life. You're one of those that's saying, I've got a problem. I am in the process of fixing it, uh, solving it. And this is a solution that the world needs to hear. So you've adopted that as part of your purpose. And I don't know if you realize that what you've been through and what your friends are going through in order to reach these conclusions is part of your journey. It's a necessary part of your journey. In other words, you would not have experienced or you would not have developed the interest and passion to become a brain health expert unless you had gone through what you've gone through. I did a TED Talk a couple of years back called Bad Things Happen and Why That's Good. And the message was that, you know, life throws us these curveballs in these situations where we're affected mentally, emotionally, physically, and often we don't know why until afterwards we see the rising from the ashes and we see these beautiful movements we see these beautiful changes in technology in in society in new companies created all because somebody went through this right they went through human trafficking they went through spousal abuse they went through sexual abuse they went through mental abuse they went through bullying they went through toxic poisoning they went through whatever it was that they went through on this side they took it and created something new, right? Much like you have. You've created the Buff Brain Gym, which is being 
now studied and, and, and looked at by universities across the nation, which hopefully that they will latch on and say, yeah, we need to bring this into our school because you're right, Al, you guys are the future. You're the future generation. And if any change is going to come about, it's probably going to come about through someone like you um, or perhaps someone that hasn't even stepped yet. Maybe it's somebody still in high school that you are influencing and inspiring that is going to make these new discoveries and revelations right, in our mental health and awareness and, and those kinds of things. So thank you for being a pioneer in this area and, and being on the leading edge. We could speak to you for hours and hours about this topic, but unfortunately, we don't have that time with you. Um, so before you go, you became aware of the Voices of Impact Awards and what we're doing in this particular awards program, much of which is to give people a platform so they can share their stories. Because as you know, your story has inspired so many others. It's inspired me and my family. And we need a safe place to share these stories. So there are probably a lot of students out there, Al, that have a story. They've been through something that they would like to share, but they're afraid perhaps because they've never done so in public before and they're concerned. What suggestions might you have for them about the importance of sharing their story and maybe why they should? Yeah, I think like on social media today, it's so common for us to like warp the uh, image of ourselves and portray ourselves as somebody that we're not. And it gives this misconception for the people that are viewing your social media platform. Oh my goodness. Like I wish I was so-and-so uh, they have it all. And um, if only my life could, could be like that. And it's such a lie and um, it's really hard for students to uh, get into this whole loop of comparison to other people through social media. And so sharing our stories and really being authentic and learning more about other people is just so healing. Um, even in Buff Brain Gym, every week we have a new person share their story. And every time I'm like, this is crazy to hear because, you know, this person is never someone in my mind who I would have, you know, seen struggling in this way or that way. And, and that's just, you know, the problem with social media and the problem with, you know, not sharing our stories is that you get these like preconceived uh, ideas that somebody is um, very different than than the way that they really are and that somebody never struggles when when they truly do and so it's so powerful and impactful for students to to share their stories and connect with each other based off of you know their hardships and grow from each other's stories and then just to know that they're not alone um, is the big thing. So, so I really appreciate what you're doing, bringing a platform for students to share their stories. And I think it's so important for students to continue to put their voice on a platform like this, um, to, to share, uh, their hardships and, and let others people know that they're not alone. Well, El, thank you so much for that. And for that insight, uh, that is very valuable and spot on. Because um, as you pointed out, all of us go through struggle and challenges and having 
served as an expert in the personal development, personal growth arena for several decades now, and having interviewed and spoken to so many people, I know that no one makes it out of this life alive. Meaning that, yes, we're all at some point going to expire and move on to another space, another journey, however you choose to to view it. But what I mean by that is we all go through a challenge and struggle, and that's part of our learning process of discovering who we are and what we want to do. Many cases, people struggle and, and face challenges and obstacles and don't overcome them, and so they crash and burn. Other times, people recognize their struggles and challenges and just barely overcome or barely survive, and then others overcome those challenges and obstacles, and they decide, you know what? I'm going to take this story and my lessons learned, and I'm going to fix the problem or whatever is causing this, whatever led me to that struggle and challenge to begin with. And that's the beauty of what we've created at the Voices of Impact Awards. And I'm so grateful that we have because meeting someone like Elle Snyder and, and listening to her story, we would have never found her had it not been for this awards program. We never would have heard her story and we would, never would have learned, perhaps in a news story someday down the road, we would have learned about the Buff Brain Gym at the UC Boulder, UC Boulder uh, and L. Snyder, but you know, we wouldn't have made a connection. And now we have a connection simply because of her story. And her story is what drove her to create the Buff Brain Gym and to pursue the studies in brain health and to become uh, a certified professional in that arena, along with her neuroscience uh, work at school. So it all goes hand in hand. And so we encourage you, as Elle has, to join, come register at the Voices of Impact Awards to share your story. And it's not about winning the grand prize, although you could win the grand prize. Um, there's a special award for university students called the Student Impact Awards, which is going to be given to the student that the judges feel is creating a huge, huge impact on the world uh, for us, other students in the world at large. And I have to tell you, after hearing Elle's story and knowing her and talking to her, it's a good thing I'm not a judge because <laughs> we would probably vote for her. But Al, sorry, I can't give you a vote. We're not we're not judging it. We're gonna have an independent panel do that. Um, so we look forward to your participation uh, in the awards program as as we move forward. To um, you perhaps uh, inviting other students from the university. Uh, or from other universities or other students from around the country to participate in this because you point out it's good not only for your mental health, but to create this human connection one-on-one -on -one to know that we're not alone and that, hey, you know what, Bobby over there and Lisa and Mary and John, they've struggled too. And um, it's good to know because now I know that I can safely share my story. Um, so thank you for that, Al. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you're doing at the university. I hope the university is so up in arms for what you're doing, are they? Um, yeah, I don't really know if they even know about what I'm doing. I'm, in oh, really? I'm a registered student organization, but it's all student run. Like we, we don't, I really haven't let adults into the space very much yet. Oh, wow. Um, because the, the whole point is really to keep it, um, 
you know, at a student level and um, keep it being student voices that are that are running it. So, got it, got it. Um, but I'm sure eventually they'll they'll look into it and be very excited. So how fun, especially when other uh, university administrations around the country come knocking and saying, hey, we want to yeah. do what you're doing. And they're going to go, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us yeah. what are we doing? So El Snyder did it. How beautiful. It's a beautiful website, ladies and gentlemen. You can go check it out, buffbraingym.com, right? It's a, yeah, yep. buffbraingym.com. We'll have the information on it and our show notes. Uh, El, if anybody listening to this wants to contact you um, to, you know, just speak to you about anything that's on their mind about this particular topic, um, can they reach you somehow, some way? Yeah, so through the website, we have a contact uh, page where they can submit an email that will go right to me. And we also um, have an Instagram. It's um, at Buff Brain Gym. So um, feel free to reach out. And I'd love to communicate about um, how we can connect and, and how I can um, you can get involved in Buff Brain Gym. Wonderful. So does somebody have to be a student at UC Boulder to participate and share their story or no no so really like the the website is just a resource hub to to share students with students um you know where they can get started in learning about this research and doing the research on their own um and it's open to students everywhere um even the student-run podcast section um we are already have students at other universities uh sending us in some some podcasts so um and you don't even have to be um in university you know i started this in high school and uh i feel like it's really important there probably even more so than in college um because it's you know your prime development uh, age but um yeah so it's it's really open to to anyone uh who who had faced challenges with mental health which i i feel like is everyone this these days wonderful so if someone's so you don't have to be in currently enrolled in the university in order to go to buffbraingym.com and learn and use their resources and to you know perhaps participate in the events that you guys might be having yeah yep Awesome. Awesome. Well, I've got some people that I'm going to be referring you to, um, students or or folks that just recently finished uh, the university that I know could benefit um, from what you're doing and and you also could benefit from what they're doing. So I'm going to make some really, really cool introductions for you. So, but we'll take that up later. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today and for sitting in and listening to this amazing conversation with uh, El Snyder, a sophomore at the Colorado University Boulder, who's created the Buff Brain Gym and just an inspiring, inspiring individual who I know uh, she's just getting started, just getting started in life, just getting started in her career. And I know that we have not seen the end of El Snyder. Uh, You're going to see a lot of inroads and we're just so grateful to have someone like her getting mad um, getting mad enough to make the changes, the necessary changes that need to be made in order for uh, today's youth to um, just continue prospering and flourishing. And all of that can come through taking care of their their bodies, their mental health, their physical health. And as Elle pointed out so uh, nicely, is that it's all, it's all encompassed into one. It's our health, not just mental, physical, or emotional, but it's, it's, it's our health that we should be concerned about. And um, she's on the leading edge of that. So Elle, thank you very much. 
We will be in touch with you soon. I know that we'll be connecting elsewhere through the Voices Impact Award program as you go on, as you, as you continue through the various stages. And, you know, me personally, I look forward to seeing you on that final stage. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you had me today. And I look forward to working with Voices of Impact further. So thank you, Elle. We appreciate you. Thank you.